Welcome to episode 12 of the Soul Led Leaders podcast with me, your host, Claire Yosa, author of Ditching Imposter Syndrome and mentor to passionate world changers. And today's episode is for you if lockdown burnout has got you on your knees like millions of us exhausted, overwhelmed and stressed, or you can see yourself on the way there. That togetherness that got us through the spring 2020 lockdown has disappeared. Those juggling work from home with school at home have dipped well below empty. And whether this describes how you're feeling or you can see it in your friends and work colleagues, this episode of the Soul Led Leaders podcast is here to bring back some hope. The Soul Led Leaders podcast is for corporate leaders who are making waves and changing the rules with their hearts, not just their heads. But they know that their secret 3am self-talk is getting in the way. Where others stress about the status quo, you're the action taker who drives the changes and making a difference and being a crusader is hardwired into your DNA. The Soul Led Leader podcast is here to help. Led by Claire Yosa, law changer, eight times author and international speaker, each episode is designed to help you to clear out the secret glass ceilings you never realized you put in your own way so that you can step up showing up with all of who you really are and reclaim your power to make the difference you know you are really here to make in the world with clarity, confidence and passion. So welcome. Today is the first in a series of five episodes about preventing lockdown burnout. It's going to be packed with insights and strategies to shift you from stressed and surviving to finding your flow and your happy place again. And we're starting with answering the question this week, why is it so hard to get everything done during lockdown? And big hint, Rotten Tomato Alert, it's not all about time. So what you're going to be covering on avoiding lockdown burnout today is the problem with how we're currently working, the impact of hypervigilance and what it is, mind story drama and the stress cycle, why this affects our ability to concentrate, meaning things take so much longer, aka why most of us don't even know what day of the week it is half the time at the moment, the four P's of imposter syndrome and how these become a lockdown time suck and how to calm your nervous system and get back in flow in under 60 seconds for free. And we're gonna do it right here on the episode. Lots of people right now are pretty stressed. If you're listening to this episode when it comes out in January 2021, you'll know that the internet is full of people quietly on their knees. It's so different to lockdown one back in March last year where we had the April heat wave and everybody was there with that blitz spirit supporting each other and somehow we just knew we'd get through it because we had hope that by the end of the three weeks that kept ever moving, suddenly coronavirus would be gone. Where we are right now is nearly a year on from that. Coronavirus is the worst it's been. We've got massive hope with the vaccine, but we still know that at the end of however long this lockdown is, there's still quite a journey to go. So it feels like we're only part way up the mountain instead of standing on the top, getting ready to run down the other side. And what's happened in this lockdown is people were already running on empty and now they're drawing on their deeper reserves. An old meditation master of mine, Mansuk Patel, told this gorgeous story about how our energy levels are like having two milk bottles. There's the daily milk bottle, which we draw on day to day, and it goes from full when we wake up if we've had a decent night's sleep, down to empty by bedtime when we sleep and it tops up again overnight. This is how our energy levels are meant to run. However, what's happening when we're in chronic stress, or we're exhausted, or overwhelmed, or heading towards burnout, is there's a second milk bottle that we draw on in emergencies. 
that takes longer and more effort to top up. And it really is there only when we absolutely need it. But for so many of us, we're actually now drawing on that emergency milk bottle of energy every single day without the breaks and the gaps and the resources to be able to top it back up again. And this is what creates that sense of deep, bone-weary, tired exhaustion. That how am I going to juggle another day? That short fuse with the kids when they come in at 11 o'clock and interrupt your Zoom meeting going, Mom, what's for lunch? And it's not your fault. And there are things you can do about it. And that's exactly what we're going to cover in today's episode and this whole series of five episodes for soul-led leaders on the podcast about preventing burnout. So one of the things I'm seeing a lot in friends and loved ones is people getting up at six in the morning or earlier, trying to get a couple of hours work done before the kids wake up, and then doing another three or four hours work at the end of the day once the kids have gone to bed, regularly finishing at midnight or 1am. In fact, I'm seeing a lot of emails coming into my inbox with that kind of timestamp when I get up the next morning. And it's because our days are so massively interrupted. And It's not just parents, it's people with care responsibilities, it's people who are covering for colleagues who've been furloughed. Some businesses are being really proactive. So I know some businesses have said to each each parent on their workforce, if you have children who you are schooling at home, you can take two, two hours off every single day to help them with their schoolwork. Okay, because school at home, some kids, they will just sit there, they'll work through the worksheets, they'll attend the live video lessons, they'll do what they're told, and you barely notice they're there. Others, like my beautiful nine-year-old, literally need you to sit by their side and nudge them constantly. You know, it's what would happen in a classroom, is that group environment of we are here to learn, and this is all we're focusing on. When you have a child being schooled at home, and that's missing, the parent has to substitute that need. And because we're currently running on empty, and drawing on that second milk bottle. It means that we don't have the reserves we had first time round to be able to use adrenaline to push on through and still get everything done. So some employers, as I say, have said to employees with children and homeschooling responsibilities, two hours a day, you've got them off, forget that bit of workload, just get through this, because they know that then those employees will be more productive during the remaining hours. Other companies such as Zurich Insurance and I did a fantastic interview with Emma Francis, Head of Diversity Inclusion, with them back just before Christmas. Make sure you go to the show notes and have a watch on that, all about flexible working, which I bet they're so glad they did right now. Show notes, clayosa.com forward slash leaders forward slash 12. Zurich Insurance is giving parents 10 days extra paid leave to be able to support their children with homeschooling without burning out. Another employer I've heard about has said to their teams they can forget working their core hours and their contracted hours. What matters is just getting their objectives delivered. This one sounds great, but in practice, unless those objectives are reduced, what's actually happening is people are working longer hours at that company. So one of the problems with how we're currently working is we, as employees or leaders, are expecting to still get the same amount of work done with school at home happening in winter when you can't chuck the kids in the garden or have someone take them to the local park to give you a few hours off. So we need to rethink what we're doing. This isn't just about work from home. This is an emergency situation. We need to be proactively looking at what can we simplify? What can we take out of the working equation? What can we take off that proverbial table? Which objectives can we remove 
upper spine so that people have got the space to breathe, so that they can stop beating themselves up over not delivering everything they feel they should be doing, so that at the end of lockdown, we have employees who are not struggling with mental health issues, who are not crippled by anxiety, who are not worried out of their minds about losing their jobs. We need to take responsibility to be proactive in that. Those who are leading need to be working with their teams. Those who are doing the working, we need to be proactive in managing this upwards and communicating with our leaders. And if I look at my own business, one of the first things I did when I realised that I wasn't going to have fantastic amounts of childcare while the kids were at school in January onwards, was a really blunt, deep look at, okay, what has to go, which projects have to be postponed, because I knew that I couldn't ask myself and my team to deliver what we'd committed to when we thought we would have adequate childcare without causing considerable stress. It was about simplifying and flowing and reprioritizing. So this is what I see with the problem of how we're currently working. We're trying to deliver business as usual during exceptional circumstances that are actually much more challenging than lockdown one was. Then we get into the impact of hypervigilance. Now, hypervigilance is where we are wired in stress. The fight, flight, freeze response, you'll have heard me talk about a lot in previous episodes and in my book, Ditching Imposter Syndrome. When we get stuck in the fight, flight, freeze response with the stress hormones of cortisol and adrenaline running the show, then what happens is we become hypervigilant. The fight, flight, freeze response is there to spot whether that saber-toothed tiger is about to munch you for lunch. It's meant to last for minutes, not months. And for most of us, we've actually been running in the stress response pretty much steadily since last March, maybe with a few gaps over the summer. And if we look at the fact that most of us haven't had our annual holidays either, then people haven't had that chance to top up their batteries, to bring the nervous system back into balance. The sympathetic nervous system, which is the fight, flight, freeze response, has been running for months. And this is the other thing is holidays, for example, are a great way of filling up that second milk bottle of energy. And we haven't had them in the past year. So the hypervigilance is where you are wired to look for perceived threats because something called the HPA axis, which is a subject for another podcast episode, has got stuck out of balance. It, it hasn't been able to bring the stress response back down. So hypervigilance means a throwaway comment in a meeting suddenly feels like a threat, suddenly feels personal. We suddenly have a shorter fuse. We are breathing in the upper chest and the shoulders in the throat instead of the belly, which actually feeds the stress response and keeps us stuck in the sympathetic nervous system, yeah? And at an emotional level, hypervigilance is a brilliant way for us to turn molehills into mountains. There's lots more on hypervigilance in Ditching Imposter Syndrome, if you've got it. If you've got the ebook version, just search for hypervigilance. If you've got the print book, it's on pages 23, 112 and 264 about why it's a problem and how it affects us, particularly if you're running imposter syndrome. But for now, I want to talk about the stories we tell ourselves that are fed by this hypervigilance. So a small thing happens and suddenly our inner drama queen kicks off and we end up cat catastrophizing it. Gosh, that's quite a hard word to say, isn't it? We end up telling ourselves stories about what's going on. This feeds what I call the stress cycle. We think a thought, 
it fires off a biochemical reaction in the body that then triggers our experience of emotions. Emotions in their simplest form are a biochemical reaction in the body. This then feeds more thoughts, which fires off more chemical reactions, which feeds the emotions, which feeds more thoughts. In a normal time where we're happy and calm and relaxed, that thought, throwaway thought, it can just disappear. Yeah, any emotion left to its own devices will disappear in under 60 seconds. However, what happens when we're stressed is we feed more thoughts like that and we crank up the emotions and we crank up the biochemical reactions. And because we're stuck in chronic stress, the body actually gets addicted to those stress hormones of the cortisol and the adrenaline. When they disappear and we relax, that's when we crash. Yeah, we are just not functioning because we've got dependent on a certain level of the stress hormones to simply get through a normal day. Those stress hormones crank up the negative emotions that crank up the thoughts. That means that a simple bit of self-talk can quickly turn into the full-blown inner drama queen. And this is what I call mind story drama. The mind story drama is that soap opera in the head. So a single trigger that under normal circumstances might just be a blip, suddenly becomes a mountain. This means we've gone even further into the stress response. The fight, flight, freeze has been scaled up another 20 notches. The problem is when the fight, flight, freeze runs, it diverts the blood flow from the frontal cortex of the brain that does your brilliant logical thinking. It sends your fantastic emails. It does your spreadsheet analysis. It helps write that presentation for next week. Do the primal part that only cares about survival. So when little Johnny comes in at 11 o'clock, interrupting that Zoom meeting, saying, Mom, what's for lunch? It's very hard to have a reaction that doesn't involve some kind of screaming or snapping because we are absolutely wired for stress and perceived threats. When the blood flows in the primal part of the brain instead of the frontal cortex, then what's happening is the brain is looking at immediate survival. What do I need to get to do to get through the next few minutes so I don't get munched for lunch by that saber-toothed tiger? So that Fred in that meeting doesn't make that throwaway comment, so that Joe or Joanna doesn't criticise my report. It becomes about constant defence. And that primal survival part of your brain does not care about you creating an insightful presentation. It does not care about writing an email that is clear and calm and cool and encouraging for your team. It only cares about survival, about firefighting, about getting through the next few minutes. This actually makes it really hard to concentrate. If you've had the experience that I have definitely had this lockdown of sitting there at one point and going, I actually don't know what day of the week it is anymore. That's a clear sign that you've got too far stuck in the stress response, yeah? When we're in fight, flight, freeze mode, the brain areas that we need to concentrate, to think laterally, to have those breakthrough ideas, to be able to communicate clearly, are deprived of their usual required amount of oxygen and blood flow in the brain. So it's literally harder to think straight. It's harder to hold things in your head. It's harder to remember what people have said or what you've agreed. So the more we're stuck in hypervigilance, the more it feeds the inner drama queen and the mind of story drama and the stress cycle. And this affects our ability to concentrate and perform, meaning it takes us longer to get our work done. So it's almost impossible to get everything done, but it's not just about time. Now, if you want to know more about the stress cycle, particularly about how the thoughts we think affect the body, the emotions and the actions we take, episode three of the Soul Led Leaders podcast is there for you. You really want to have a listen to that one.
So moving on to <laughs> a massive lockdown time suck, the four P's of imposter syndrome. Now, the four P's of imposter syndrome came from the research study that I ran in 2019, when we looked not at what people describe about imposter syndrome, but the actual behaviours that they demonstrated as a result of it. And we're talking about full-blown imposter syndrome here, not kind of like confidence and self-doubt. If you want to know the difference between those two, go and pop over to the show notes. There's a link there with some resources, clareyosa.com forward slash leaders forward slash 12. And I talk about the four P's of imposter syndrome in great detail in Ditching Imposter Syndrome, if you've already got the book. So whistle-stop tour of the four P's and how they make it harder to get stuff done during lockdown. So the thing with lockdown, because we're hypervigilant, a lot of us, and we're in the chronic stress, is it's actually increasing the severity of imposter syndrome because we're looking for threats. And the whole thing behind imposter syndrome is that secret 3am self-talk about what if they find me out? What if they realise I'm not good enough? What if they realise they made a mistake hiring me? Who am I to be doing this? Who am I to be working with that client or charging these fees? This gets amplified by exactly that same mechanism with the inner drama queen and the mind story drama. So the four P's, these stress symptoms, hidden warning signs of imposter syndrome become accentuated. And when I tell you what they are, I'm pretty sure you're going to nod your head, okay? So the first P, perfectionism. This is setting our standards so high they're almost unachievable. And if we manage to reach them, then we write them off as fluke or luck. You can imagine if somebody's struggling to concentrate and they're struggling to work at their usual level because they're stuck in stress so they don't have the blood flow in the right part of the brain, that perfectionism, which also comes out as workaholism, can increase as a stress response. The next P, procrastination. <laughs> yeah, this is dancing around the edges of the project, doing all the things that keep you busy, but without actually diving in to the middle. Again, if we're stressed, if we're hypervigilant, if we're worried, if we're exhausted, it's really easy to procrastinate in order to avoid having to actually do that final bit of work on a project that maybe is feeling much more challenging for us than it usually would because we're finding it hard to think straight. The third P, project paralysis. This is the rabbit in headlights. This is where we are doing everything we can to pretend that that deadline's not there until the deadline comes and we have to pretty much pull an all-nighter to get it done. We use the adrenaline caused by the deadline to actually do the work. And the fourth P is people-pleasing, which is saying yes when it should be a no and shifting your priorities in order to please others and all of the other behaviours that we secretly know if we're running people-pleasing we'd like to do in order to feel safe and like we belong. And this has been increased by lockdown because we're working and living in such a disjointed way. We don't have the human connection in the same way that we need and that we've had in the past. And it means that if you're running people-pleasing, it's likely to have escalated because at some unconscious level, you feel safe as part of the tribe and we feel disconnected. Digital connection to the tribe is not the same as that person-to-person -person connection. So the four Ps, perfectionism, procrastination, project paralysis, and people-pleasing, they map perfectly with the fight-flight-freeze response. Perfectionism, fight. I'm going to slay that project. I'm going to set those goals so high and I'm going to smash them. Procrastination is the flight. You're effectively running from the project, but you're looking really, really busy. You're very active, but you're not making the progress. You've then got the project paralysis, which is the freeze response, that rabbit in headlights of that project can't see me. I've got my eyes closed. Yeah, playing hide and seek with the three-year-old. <laughs> 
And then the people-pleasing is a recent new category from psychologists in the fight-flight-freeze response called fawning. It's the equivalent of going up to the saber-toothed tiger and stroking its nose and asking it not to bite you. People-pleasing and fawning is doing what you need in order to feel safe and accepted. So these can be a massive time suck. Lockdown can increase their severity. And now I'm hoping you can see the answer to the question that I promised to answer in today's episode is, why is it so hard to get everything done during lockdown? And it's not all about time. So what can we do? Well, the first key is actually to be able to choose which thoughts to feed. And I'm not going to go through this in this episode. I've got a separate training for you that is my gift. It's my ABC process. And it's about how to press pause on negative self-talk in under 60 seconds. It really works that fast. It's so simple. It will hopefully blow you away. So you can go and do that free training, clayosa.com forward slash ABC. It's being able to press pause on those thoughts which can then pause the biochemical reactions, which can pause the emotions that mean you don't end up stuck in the inner drama queen's mind story drama loop. The next thing that's really important to be able to do is to reset the nervous system. Now, topping up that second bottle of energy takes a bit more than self-care, especially given that for a lot of us at the moment, self-care is basically revolving around sugar and alcohol, yeah? So, That's a topic for another episode. We're going to cover it at another part of this five-part series. But the first stage to topping up that bottle is stopping it from being emptied on a routine basis. And that's about bringing down the stress response. And I want to give you a technique right now that you can use to help reset the stress response. So do not do this if you're driving, operating machinery, currently cooking, looking after children or whatever. Take some time to do this technique because I'm going to ask you to close your eyes for 60 seconds. So if it's safe for you to do so, joining in with me right now, I want you just for a moment, sitting, standing, whatever you're doing, if you're out for a walk or a run, just, just stand still because you don't want to do that with your eyes closed. Okay, hospitals are a bit busy right now. Just taking a moment to softly close your eyes and scan your body and notice where the tension is. And notice the speed and the tone of your thoughts. And when you're ready, taking a deep breath in through your nose. (sighs) Breathing out with a sigh. Breathing in. (sighs) one more time breathing in and sighing just letting the stress go settling back in this moment (sighs) and taking a moment just to gently lengthen your spine gently lifting the sternum the middle of the rib cage allowing the shoulders to drop tucking the chin down slightly to lengthen and relax the back of the neck. Allowing your jaw to softly open. The area around your eyes to relax and your scalp to relax. You might want to have your hands resting in your lap or if you're standing, just gently by your sides.
Now I invite you to move your awareness to the area around your diaphragm, just below the rib cage. And if it helps you to concentrate, you might want to gently rest a hand on that area. And for the next few moments, just imagining you can breathe in and out of that hand. And then when you're ready, with your feet flat on the floor, imagine you can breathe in at the area where your hand is. And as you breathe out, you breathe out, down through your torso, through your legs, out through your feet into the earth. You breathe in through your hand and you breathe out, down the legs, into the earth. Just play with that at your own speed for the next few breaths. And then on your next in-breath, you might like to say to yourself, it's okay. And as you breathe out through your torso, down through your legs, out through your feet, you might want to set the intention of, I let stress go. Breathing in, it's okay. Breathing out, I let stress go. And carry on for the next few breaths in your own time. And then when you're ready, allowing your breathing just to settle back behind that hand, resting gently over your diaphragm. Allow your breathing to start to deepen slightly. And as you breathe more deeply, allowing your body to start moving, maybe gently wiggling your hips and your lower back, moving up to your shoulders, giving them a shrug or a roll. Gently stretching your neck, maybe reaching your arms up and having a good stretch and a yawn. you come back here now open your eyes and now scan your body what has shifted how does it feel different and how about your thoughts that simple exercise has the power to reset the nervous system to bring you out of the fight flight freeze response and then if you did something now like go for a short walk or dance to something that you really enjoy, what you're then doing is filling the body with some endorphins that mean that you're going to have the energy to get through that next stage and you're starting to top up that second milk bottle. So that is the technique I invite you to be playing with this week. 
you can let me know how you get on with it. I'm going to be back next week with the second episode in this five-part series where we're going to look at the two types of fear and how the second one feeds exhaustion, overwhelm and burnout. You do not want to miss this one. And you take action now. Looking at your organisation, which objectives could you proactively put on hold to give people time to breathe? And for yourself, what one thing could I do today for myself that would top up my batteries, that second milk bottle, or help me to breathe? Go and take your action now. Make sure you subscribe to the Soul Led Leaders podcast. You can get it free every Friday, wherever you love to get your podcast, or you can subscribe via my website and get my newsletter that has extras and gorgeous goodies in at soulledleaders.com. Make sure you catch the show notes for the resources today clareyosa.com forward slash soul led leaders forward slash 12. And I've got two extra treats for you. If you're listening to this live in January, 2021, the first one is my and breathe program, which is all about how to get the stress levels down, how to escape from the inner drama queens, mind story dramas without whitewashing, pretending or going to war, how to prevent burnout. Okay, it creates transformations. It was designed during lockdown one, where I supported an amazing group of women to get through lockdown where they felt they were thriving by the end instead of surviving and coping. To help you in lockdown, if you're listening to this live, it is half price for the duration of lockdown three in the UK. You, If you want that, go and get started right now. You could literally start deep diving on this stuff in the next few minutes. ClaireYosa.com forward slash and breathe. And I'm also running a masterclass on January the 20th. That's on Wednesday next week, if you're listening to this episode when it comes out on what coaches, mentors, line managers and HR leaders really need to know about imposter syndrome, especially during lockdown, the hidden warning signs, why people hide it, why our classic go-to strategies for helping people with it can actually make it worse. It is a free masterclass, yours is my gift, clareyosa.com forward slash imposter syndrome masterclass. If you can't join us live, there is a replay, but you need to be registered to get the email for that. So I hope you have an amazing week. As I say, I'll be back next week with episode number two in this series. And if you found this useful today, please share it with friends, colleagues, loved ones. Pop over to iTunes, find the podcast, click the review button, leave it a lovely review to help other people to find it too, please. And make sure you've signed up for my free newsletter with extra inspiration and tips at soulledleaders.com. I can't wait to hear what you go and do with this stuff today show notes, deep dive resources, and access to Claire's inspirational weekly soul-led leaders. Email is available for you at clareyosa.com forward slash soul-led leaders.